Hello, and welcome back to a special episode of San Haunt Zay, your favorite podcast where you learn about everything spooky, scary, and haunted in the greater San Jose area. My name is Manuel Avalos. And my name is Carmen Sanchez. Hey, Manny. Happy one-year anniversary. I know! I'm extra hyped this episode <laughs> because we are celebrating one full year of San Jose. And I can't believe we made it this far. We made a podcast, baby, and it survived to one year. <laughs> That's like better odds than like any child in like the, the early 1900s. Oh my gosh, Carmen. Well, uh, we wanted to do a special episode we're we're not even really doing any content today, so if you're looking for scary content, I'm sorry. We're we're taking this week to just celebrate ourselves um, and talk about the podcast. And so our format for this week is we're gonna first talk about a couple of facts and feats about the podcast because we don't really talk about San Jose itself. We just do scary things and stuff. But we're gonna just kind of reflect on the year briefly. Um, there's one one listener comment I wanted to go through. It's kind of long, but uh, it's it's a throwback. And then we're going to go into a uh, little round of trivia because Carmen and I want to see how much we've learned from the podcast. And lastly, we have a cool little interview um, that we got to do, and we're going to include that in here. So if you that sounds good to you, let's do this. right to you first i just again real quick i just want to go i want to show off the podcast just a little bit so reflecting on this past year our first episode aired on october 16th 2020 and it was the episode about chuck e cheese the one on tully road or off tully road i guess uh which if you didn't know we actually re-recorded and aired on august 3rd 2021 um, because our content and sound quality got a lot better at that point, so we just wanted to re-record our first episode to really give it an extra punch. So if you want to zoom back to wherever that episode is, I think it's after like 41 or something, um, it's episode 1.1. I also just want to give myself a little pat on the back, because if you didn't already know, all the music on the podcast is original, so I um, wrote or I guess I composed the um, intro music, the background music, the transition music, and I even did a special Hicks Road song just because I was like, you know what? I love this podcast, so I'm going to write... A s even though I've literally never released or even shown off any of my other, like, sung music, I decided to write a song called Hicks Road, which you can check out on Apple Music and Spotify and I think YouTube Music, too. My stage name is Lito, L-I-T-O, and I guess I'll just include a really brief snippet here because I just want to show it off. Speaking of Hicks Road, we did a super special three-part series on the legendary Hicks Road. Uh, because it's a huge topic. If you haven't listened to our Hicks Road episodes, what are you doing? Just skip back. Go back to Hicks Road. It's there. There's so much info. It was such a great series. 
You're skipping right to the one year anniversary? That's like cheating. <laughs> Seriously. It's like spoiler alert. <laughs> we even interviewed the director of the Hicks Road movie, Julian P. Flores. So like, please go back. And then also another thing you might have missed if you weren't paying attention to the pod or our Instagram at San Jose Podcast. Um, we were featured in the, I, and I don't know if you're supposed to say it or if you're supposed to say it as letters, but the Y-E-I, the yay edition of Eastside Magazine in the article Mysteries of San Jose. So that wasn't this past edition, but it was the one before it as of this recording. So if you haven't already, you can check them out online and they actually have some physical copies. So you can check those out too. But if you're checking it out, uh, we're on page 22. Not only are we followed by Iguanas, home of the breed of Zilla, we're also followed by Angela Johnson, the Angela Johnson, the woman that went to Santa Teresa High School and even performed her stand-up comedy at Gunderson High School. Yeah, she follows us. Who else follows us? Oh yeah, um, the director of Willow Creek, Bobcat Goldthwaite. Super awesome. Who else are we followed by? San Jose Foods. Shout out. It Gets Real. Shout out. I mean, all the cool people that listen to our podcast and follow us on Instagram. I mean, shout out to you all because that's the reason we kept this going. The group of uh, people from East Side that I met at my cousin's recent wedding. <laughs> Shout out to you guys. And not just the East Side, actually, Carmen. I looked at our statistics recently uh, for our podcast, and we have people listening from all around the world. <laughs> so what? No way. I did the math, and only about 33% of our total listeners are tuning in from San Jose proper. Although, that includes mm -hmm. anyone that's ever listened to the podcast and not our regular listeners. But, um, if you include everyone that's ever listened to San Jose, we have only 33% coming in from, like, actual San Jose, with the next two cities being San Francisco and Sacramento. But... We've had people tune in all the way from Hong Kong, Japan, Germany, Mexico, Canada, Tunisia, Austria, Sweden, Algeria, the UK, Bahrain, Russia, Malaysia, India, the Philippines, the Netherlands, Ireland, Peru, Spain, Aruba, France, El Salvador, Ukraine, Slovenia, Ecuador, Vietnam, South Africa, Colombia, and Puerto Rico, which for some reason, our platform counts as a separate country. So... You know, that's better <laughs> outreach than I thought. I Yeah, I don't know why people like, in other parts of the world are listening, because this is such a geographically niche podcast, but you know what? Thanks for tuning yeah. in. We do, we, come to San Jose. Maybe that's, they're, like, listening to super indie podcasts. So, basically, anybody outside of San Jose proper listening to our podcast are, like, super hipsters. Well, I like to think that maybe there's, like, expats or something that are just, like, nostalgic, but hey, I mean... Hats off to you for being interested in local history and ghosts. <laughs> yes, thank you. Gracias. Uh, I don't know how to say any other languages. <laughs> Merci. <laughs> Grazie. Uh, 
dang it, um, California public school education system. Why didn't I learn like five languages growing up? <laughs> and my last random fact about the podcast is that <laughs> some dude, I don't know who this is, but we keep getting emails from this podcast promotion company or something. And they alerted us that we were the number 97 history podcast in Ecuador. <laughs> oh my gosh, I know, right? <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> number 97. I know, I think I misread that the first time. And I was like, no way, on Apple Podcasts. And then I went to Apple Podcasts in the history section. And I was trying to look for our podcast. And I was um, deeply misinformed. So, <laughs> thanks, Ecuador. We appreciate you. Next, I wanted to just go through one comment. Literally, just it's really random, but I was like, this is the special episodes is when we dive into these things. So, whatever. Let's go into this. This is from listener Ian, and I'm sorry, I don't know how to say your name, but I, I think it's pronounced like Ian, Ian? or Ian. Um, yeah, probably Ian. It's just spelled differently than I expected. But, uh, so they went, they wrote in to talk about a few things about Hicks Road. Mostly things that we were unsure of on, uh, during the Hicks Road series. Again, if you haven't already listened to it, jump back because it was a great three-parter. Um, but they wrote in, in bullet points because there's several things that we were confused about. And I thought this would be a good time to clear things up. So, one, I believe the rock is directly off of Hicks. This is referring to the Devil's Door, I believe. Um, after Guadalupe Reservoir, you have an area where it essentially snakes, pretty windy but short, before a hairpin turn where it starts to climb in elevation pretty quick. I believe it's in the valley off to the left coming from the reservoir. See the attached picture, and they actually sent a photo. I have a recollection of a very large rock in the valley slash ravine area covered by trees so you can't see it on Google Maps. See picture. There might be another one, so it might not be the same one being referenced. Never found Devil's Door. So, there's some speculation, but we're still oh, not entirely no. sure. <laughs> They're talking about the rock that's allegedly used for human sacrifices. Oh, okay, okay. I see what you're, they were saying now. Oh, well, still. I want to know about this Devil's Door business. <laughs> I know. Where is Devil's Door? If you know, you should write us in at sanhonsa at gmail.com because we still don't know. Okay, and anyway. Ian writes then, too. Interesting about the barn with the nooses. Not sure where that might be, though there are a couple of older barns. I know there's an older barn at the beginning of the Quicksilver Trail entrance off of McGabby and Whispering Pines Road. This is likely the entrance to the trail in a residential neighborhood you mentioned. There's also a trail at a Y intersection at the top of the hill that goes to Guadalupe Reservoir off of Hicks. 3. Interestingly enough, about 8 years ago, there was a trail off of the cul-de-sac at the end of Guadalupe Mines Road. My friend and I have walked this a few times and it leads to a small town of abandoned houses. This would be on the other side of the creek, parallel to Hicks Road. I do remember seeing some satanic pentagons and whatnot there. There was also a dead owl in the center of a pentagon on one porch. We went into one of the houses until we heard a noise from inside and got the heck out of there. This was on the other side of Guadalupe Mines dump. 
The houses may have since been torn down, but I'm not sure. I think they meant pentagram, not pentagon. <laughs> Just a pentagon? Yeah. With an owl in the middle? I, I don't know. Uh, and lastly, four. I haven't seen too many crazy things directly off Hicks. There was once I was driving it at around 3am and there was a dude walking on the road that scurried off when he saw me coming. He looked somewhat pale, but then again, everyone looks pale in headlights, so I'm not convinced he was albino. Another time, I was driving up one of the dirt roads, I believe at the end of either Pheasant or Reynolds, I and was told to turn around by who I believe was a ranger. If you follow it all the way down Alamitos Road and Hicks, which is at a T intersection, and go right, there were some houses that I remember getting really disgruntled looks from, uh, from either one or two people there. I remember being followed down by a truck coming out of that area, but I could, that could have easily been a coincidence. Unfortunately, I moved and haven't been on Hicks Road much the past few years. But uh, that was just some reference from a local. So thanks, Ian. That was some clarification and some more spooky stuff. Thanks, Ian. We appreciate you for writing. And, um, that, yeah, that was a lot more detailed. That was one of the most probably one of the most detailed stories that we got from Instagram. Okay, well, moving on to the second part of our super exciting one-year anniversary episode. Some trivia for you guys. Well, I mean, we're going to be testing each other on this trivia, but you could go ahead and play along because we got some fun questions uh, just to reminisce on our previous episodes. <laughs> Place so, your bets now. Let's go ahead and give it a shot. Oh yeah, um, so I'm gonna bet, um, 10 schnozberries that I win. I don't really take risks, so I will bet you a hug <laughs> if I win. <laughs> a virtual hug, or are you gonna hug me when I come back to San Jose? The latter. So if I win, are you not going to hug me? Well, we'll see. <laughs> I might be salty. Oh but we we took these questions from um, just, it, it could literally be anything under the sun. I don't know what Carmen has in stock for me. And I she should not have read my questions yet, but she could have, I guess. Um, no, I have no idea okay. what you have for me. Well, they are from all the topics we've covered so far. So let's do this. Hit me. Okay, so starting off pretty easily, um, I wanted to ask you which three iconic symbols represent San Jose on the San Jose logo? Oh, wow. Okay, wait. So first of all, are your questions not multiple choice? Oh, uh, some of them are, but this one is easy. Okay. No, I just was, I was just wondering because mine are all multiple choice, but okay. This is easy because okay. I also designed, I think you came up with the concept, but I like made it on uh, like Illustrator. <laughs> but um, so, of course, you have the Go Shark as a reference to the team, the Sharks. In the bottom half, you have Mount Amanam kind of as a reference to Hicks Road. And then uh, the main part of the logo with the text is actually based off the Winchester Mystery House sign. There you go. I was looking for the cable box, or what is it? The, like, the box? 
but Mount, Mount, it's on top of Mount Eminem, so yeah. Okay, fair, fair. Okay, what was the name of the toy store that used to be in the building where Chuck E. Cheese off of Tully Road is today? Is it A, King Norman's Toy Store, B, Magic Village, C, Frontier Village, or D, King Duncan's Toy Chest? <laughs> That's a good one. I'm gonna lock in my answer with B, Magic Village. That is correct. Actually, I wanted to clarify. I'm pretty yeah. sure, I feel like on the podcast, we actually said it was King Norman's Toy Store. And then I realized after the fact that that's a separate toy store. And if you look at pictures of the old toy store, it's actually called Magic Village. So, sorry. This is our correction. <laughs> Dude, that's really interesting that you put Frontier Village in there too. Because like I was like, I know we definitely covered that. But that's its own park. Yeah, so. that was a trick. <laughs> and also, Good King one. Duncan's toy chest is a reference to Home Alone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I don't... I... Wow. <laughs> a, de- a movie detail that I don't remember? What? You had one job. Yeah, no. Okay, so, in a general sense, whereabouts is the holy city sign? Um... Or, I guess, last appearance. A, San Francisco. B, Santa Cruz. C, Los Gatos. Or D, downtown San Jose. It's like in the greater Santa Cruz area, I guess you could say. But it's also, like, closer to San Jose, so I I could see you saying Los Gatos. What's your final answer? I'm going to say Santa Cruz only because I think people have been considering it as part of Santa Cruz more. Wrong. Or because remember the Holy City <gasps> No, I forgot. It's the Holy City Zoo. What? Where's the Holy City Zoo sign? Uh Oh, that's became... the one in San Francisco because okay. it became part of a bar. Yes. Ooh, okay, nice. My bad. All good. I'll write to you. This one is a negative question. So, on which of these roads has there not been a ghost car or truck reported? Is it Marsh Road, San Felipe Road, Hicks Road, or Quimby Road? This is a trap. This is a (laughs) trick question because I'm like 80% sure that almost every every of those each of those roads have definitely had a ghost car i'm gonna say hicks road that is correct so i was judging it on oh my gosh like roads that we discussed where we never found a ghost truck like we never talked about on the pod and i went through our notes to make sure so hicks road is the only one that we covered where we never found a ghost truck being reported this might be a little easier for you so in which episode did we introduce It Gets Real, the Instagram account? Oh, I already know. It's Dottie's a, Pond. Uh, it's Dottie's Pond. Ah, uh, dang it. Okay. And I just remember that because it was really early on. And when we went, um, or just, I just remember because it was really early on. And I just thought it was so interesting that there's like this fishing channel. And 
then it just kept coming up in my mind every time they would come up in the podcast because it was like three times. <laughs> yeah, same here because like, I loved his like I loved his Dottie Pond episode specifically because it was like. Oh, like, he literally made a big deal. I mean, okay, first of all, the episode is only five minutes. Uh, his YouTube video is five minutes. Second, he brings all of his fishing equipment to Dottie's pond. And then when he gets there, he's like, we can't fish here. Yeah. It's just not to fish. <laughs> so, I think that's what cracked me up the most. I just really enjoyed his demeanor about it. It was solid. Oh, and then he, like, told a little bit about the legend. Oh, good times. All right, dude. Next question. Sarah Winchester had a daughter that she loved very much, but unfortunately died of marasmus when she was only six weeks old. What was her daughter's name? Was it Sarah, Marie, Catherine, or Annie? Um, you know, something's really drawing me to Annie, but I also think it's Marie, because that's such a common name. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with Annie. Yes. Yes! Nice. Did we make these too easy? Maybe we're just that good. <laughs> Maybe. Okay. Okay, so I don't have um, multiple choice answers for you. Did you just want me to yeah. give you the question? Let's or do it. Or did you want me to make some? Okay. Why not? Okay, so this will test your San Jose knowledge, but what colors border the San Jose flag? Oh my gosh. Is it, like, blue and gold? Yes, it is. Congratulations. <laughs> I really thought you weren't going to get that. Sorry. I would not have known that if I hadn't come home the last time because I saw the air at the airport there was the San Jose flag hanging. I mean, I work for the city. And so I was like, I... He was, he's never going to get there. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Boo. No, I'm just kidding. Oh, my gosh. All right, dude. Next up. Some people have reported to see a white or silver car sometimes enter or exit the garage of the infamous Hellier house. What brand of car is it? Is it a Prius, a Tesla, a Honda, yes, or a Nissan? <laughs> yes, it is. I said brand, but I actually I wrote kind because Prius is not a brand. But yes, it's a Prius. <laughs> Well, I mean, technically, I guess, wait, wait, was it a Toyota Prius? Yes. <laughs> I don't know, cars. Okay. Um, which celebrity shares a screen name with a haunted location featured on San Jose? A. Clint Tor Eastwood. B. Nick Winchester Groff. C. Julian Brookdale Flores or Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Wait, I'm sorry. Can you repeat the question? So which celebrity shares a screen name 
with a haunted location featured on San Jose. Okay, wait. So the Julian Flores one, I think, is a trick because his middle name is not Brookdale. I don't know what his middle name is, but it starts with the P. <laughs> but he does have a, his okay. his screen name is Hicks Road. Um, and I'm sorry, what were the op- options again? Um, so, Clint Tor Eastwood, which A. B is Nick Winchester Groff. C. Julian Brookdale Flores. Or D. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Wait, and by screen name, you mean like their like Instagram handle or something? Not, um, like what they're known as, like, um, in the media. Okay, I'm just confused because all of them have names that are not their names. Like, Nick Groff is not Nick Winchester Groff. Or did, was that intentional? I don't know. Right. I, okay, well... Okay, so then which one would you pick then? What are the two? So it's Nick, Julian, The Rock, and what was the other one? Uh, Clint Tor Eastwood. Yeah, that's not his name either. So is it The Rock? <laughs> yes. Oh, like Alcatraz. So, uh, do- Correct. Oh, okay. There I was like, go. The Rock. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I got it. I was trying to be clever. <laughs> I yeah, see. I knew you knew that one. So. <laughs> <laughs> not gonna lie. I heard you say celebrity and I got kind of scared. I was like, oh no. Um. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whew. Yeah, me sweating for a second. <sighs> this next one's a number question, but don't worry. It's not like... I feel like it's not too hard, maybe. Do I have to do math? No, not at all. You know how bad I am at math. No, there's no math. <laughs> so, oh, okay. about how many graves were estimated to be buried at the Potter's Grave located where a Valley Medical Center parking lot is today? Is it around 100... Oh, Around 500, around 1500, or around 2000? Uh, around 100? It was actually around 1500. No way! Oh man. Strike one. <laughs> All good. <laughs> oh my god, am I even from San Jose? I, mean, I don't know how many graves. <laughs> I knew that one would be more niche, but uh, yeah, it was actually a lot. It's kind of sad to think about. Yes, that is actually very sad. I was going to say, do you think people are still buried there? But I'm pretty sure it's just like people are cremated in the bottom portion of the hospital. Yeah, I don't think they moved all the bodies. I think they said they only moved about 100, but there were about 1,500. The Blue Lady is known for haunting which Bay Area location? The Moss Beach Distillery. Ding, ding, ding. Yeet. That was a fun one, although riddled with speculation, as all our episodes kind of are. (laughs) As per usual. 
truly. You'll like this next question, Carmen. <laughs> Which of the following is the real name of the Cattle King? Oh my god, yes. Is it Henry Miller, Joaquin Murrieta, Tiburcio Vasquez, <laughs> or James Harvey Logan? Um, A, Henry Miller. Yes. <laughs> I was like, you're gonna love, love this me a one. Love me a good Cattle King uh, reference. Okay. What film, or I guess, what is the name of the film that was one of Keanu Reeves' first roles? A River's Edge or River's Edge? Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, the next one is another like negative question. So, which of the following did not have a notable event happen at St. James Park that we discussed on the pod? Of course, is it A. Tiburcio Vasquez, B. Robert F. Kennedy, C. President McKinley, or D. Sarah Winchester? Jeez, that's actually really tough because I don't remember any talk of Tiburcio Vasquez or Sarah Winchester but I know the other two had an event I'm gonna say um Tiburcio Vasquez and Gus. No, Carmen. <laughs> what? Okay, so you're going to have to have me have a recap for me. Yeah, so he's actually on this list the one that probably has the most notable event at St. James Park. I might have kind of messed up with this question. But he was hung, like, near St. James Park. I think... I believe we kind of discussed how some people think it was near, but some people say it's, like, at St. James Park, but regardless, it's definitely Sarah Winchester because she never left her house. <laughs> and the other two had speeches. Same because of COVID. You're right. Okay. Dang. I'm losing. Am I even. Oh my god. To be fair, I do currently reside in Arizona, so don't <laughs> me, please. Okay. What is the name of the cult in San Jose, which is near the Rose Garden? The Rosicrucians? Correct. Or more specifically, AMORC? GG. And I don't remember what it stands for, but it's something <laughs> Rosicrucian. <laughs> AMORC and Mindy? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, to you. Uh, this is a shout out. Uh, this next question is a shout out to um a uh, special piece of literature we talked about on the podcast so which of the fo- and sorry this is a this is also i feel like maybe a little bit of a spoiler it's like not really but it, it'll come up so which of the following supernatural powers does jacob smith in julian p flores's book hicks road jacob story exhibit is it teleportation flying, 
night vision, or telekinesis. Oh man, you know what? That's actually a trick question between the last two because technically he could see at night or like he can, yeah, I think, but he could also, I'm gonna say uh, night vision. That is correct. Actually, I don't remember if he had telekinesis. Okay. You might be right. I didn't see it. I like quickly went through the book, like the end of the book again to see, but he definitely had night vision. Okay. So what house is the previous location of Dusty Treasures Antiques? The Tuttle House, right? Yes, you're correct. Okay, cool. Whew. Rip me. <laughs> Sorry, Carmen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Alright, this next one is a shout-out to myself again. <laughs> okay. Which of the following lines of lyrics from the song Hicks Road is correct? <laughs> is it A? Goes in. Oh, is it A, let's drive up to Hicks Road to see the albinos. B, don't cry, let's roll, I wanna go. C, it's midnight, let's go to drive up Hicks Road. Or D, let's open the door out of this world. Oh, which are the correct lyrics? Yes. Is it D? <laughs> no. <laughs> What the hell? Well, okay, so, but it's a rendition of that, right? That's in your song? Yeah, so it's B. Don't cry, let's roll, I wanna go. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's open the door. You're thinking of... To see the door out of this world. <laughs> yes, okay. Because, like, okay. <laughs> Honestly, when listening to your song, I never heard Don't Cry, Let's Go. It's um, the first line of like the main... It's really quick. Yeah, it's quick when you say it. <laughs> Rude. Sorry. Final round, I think, mm. right? Ooh, okay. Niles Canyon is home of the secret sidewalk. But also, Niles Canyon was shot in a movie with this famous um, silent film star. Charlie Chaplin. Okay, my questions are too easy, I guess. <laughs> Sorry, I, I don't know. I, <laughs> this last one for me is... Um, actually also right up your alley so which of the following actors did not star in an alcatraz themed film was it dwayne the rock johnson nicholas cage clint eastwood or jennifer garner final answer dwayne the rock johnson that is correct although there is a movie called the rock so it was a little tricky no, it's not, because 
This is my alley. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> no, <I'm just> <laughs> Okay. Good job. Good questions. It's it's not fair because you go to trivia and I don't. GG, Carmen. Okay. That was cool, though. Let us know your score if you were keeping track at home because we love to see how much all of our longtime listeners remember. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if it is, like, I wonder for us it, it's probably a lot easier because, you know, we studied this. But, you know, like, I wonder how difficult it was for listeners. So let us know if you were stumped on any of the same questions that I was. Team. I lost. So that means that I lose 10 schnozberries. <laughs> Lastly, for this episode, we wanted to include a special interview with uh, a local writer for the Metro Silicon Valley magazine. So there's not much context for it. Um, the article is coming out, I believe, within one week of this episode airing. Um, and it's kind of a way for us to reflect on the podcast. And uh, also, um, we were interviewed by Lee Pachone, who wrote, if you remember, the zine called Mobs that we talked about a lot on the St. James episode. Um, Lee interviewed us, so we get to probe her brain a little bit about uh, like the zine and just St. James Park in general. So here's that interview. So I'm Lee Patrone. I'm a writer from San Jose. Currently, we're talking because um, I am writing an article for the uh, for Metro Silicon Valley about the podcast. Um, but I also just have an incredible interest in this topic. In 2017, I wrote a zine about St. James Park that focused on all of the different mobs that have gathered there over the years, many of which have spawned um, ghost stories, like specifically um, about, well, you can listen to the San Jose episode and and learn all about the the ghost stories. Um, I would say, you know, I've researched a lot of different San Jose legends. One that I think about a lot though is the Dottie's Pond legend because a distant relative of mine actually lived lived at the site of Dottie's Pond. So I was working on a piece that I never published where I was like imagining what what if this like um, ancestor of mine was friends with Dottie because they would have been around the same age. And it was a interesting um, imagination exercise, but I love so many of them. And um, in fact, interviewing the two of you is hard for me not to just start nerding out about all the things that we could be talking about. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Okay. So the first question I have is just like a kind of overview question. If you could tell me a bit about yourselves and also the origin story of how the podcast got started. I can go first. <laughs> okay. So my name is Carmen Sanchez um, or as my aunt prefers me to say, Carmen Sanchez. Um, uh, I am currently working as a recruiter with Optima 
And uh, that wasn't the case when we first started. I was actually community coordinator at Freshly. And basically, Manny and I kind of always grew up um, talking about, you know, weird things that are happening, like anything like cryptids, um, anything scary. Like we started playing um, Slender Man. We were always interested in anything frightening. So we would talk about ghost stories as well sometimes. Um, anything weird that was going on, I always had an interest in true crime. So I think I would kind of inform him about um, things that are going around in San Jose or just the world. Um, that scared Aubrey. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then um, I went to travel and visit Manny at Brown and then we, um, started playing Outlast 2. Excuse me. I don't know what's wrong with her. She's upset. Um, but yeah, so we started talking about scary scary video games. We started playing Dead by Daylight. And then we were talking. And we were kind of bored during the pandemic. And he was like, we should just start up. Uh, I think at first we were trying to start it. Um. Seems like. She may be frozen. Yeah. I don't know exactly what she was going to say, but we did have a couple different ideas for what the podcast was going to be. Um, or we were kind of all, we, you know, we didn't have a concrete example. It kind of just happened. We were both into scary things and we're both into San Jose. And um, also Carmen lives in Phoenix and I live in San Jose and we wanted to be able to hang out. Um, and of course, that's still, even if she were here, it would be difficult because of COVID. Uh, and we were like, let's start a podcast. And at first we were joking about it and then it kind of just happened. <laughs> Sorry, Carmen, you froze up. But if you want to finish your answer. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, because we were both really bored during COVID. And then also, um, I think we were just like, oh, what are other like, creative methods that we could hang out besides just playing video games? Because sometimes I couldn't have time in the evening. Uh, but this kind of like is really nice because we have a set day that we just go ahead and talk about everything. And um, how did you two, so you both are from San Jose. How did you meet one another? I got seated next to Carmen in sixth grade science, and we've been friends since. <laughs> uh-huh. That's amazing. Um, and then, okay, did you want to provide a separate answer, a little bit about yourself and the origin story? Oh, uh, well, my name is Manuela Valos. I, uh, I, I mean, not really anything apart from what Carmen said, but just on me, I like scary stuff. I'm more into like the history side of it. Um, and I wanted to also just learn more about San Jose because I came back after five years of being at school out of state. And um, I was like, well, this would be cool because I get to learn about spooky stuff, I got to learn about history and then put it into something kind of useful to some people, I guess. I'm curious if you can say a little bit about what the process is like, like how you generate ideas and uh, like divvy up research, all of that kind of. We kind of just, at first we made 
kind of like a master list of topics we really wanted to discuss. So I think one of our like very first or our very first episode was the Chuck E. Cheese on Tully Road. I mean, everybody, I mean, you see it while you're going down 101, you can just see like the scary haunted Chuck E. Cheese. So like, we need to make this the first episode. And I think we also saw a meme about it as well. So we're like, oh, this would be perfect if we could also like make an Instagram and put that. So that was funny. And then afterward, we just kind of went through and we're like, okay, we should definitely talk about Winchester Mystery House, Dottie's Pond, um, what else, uh, Hayes Mansion, um, you know, anywhere that, you know, we kind of had information on, but we didn't really, you know, know too much in depth. Um, and then another thing too, I mean, which has been really helpful is, you know, my dad and like a lot of my family members are like, oh, you better talk about Hicks Road or you better talk about Marsh Road. Did you know about this and blah, blah, blah. Or I went to school with this person. So it was just really cool. And, you know, it's, it's awesome. Like, I don't know. I don't think I've ever really, you know, talked about those types of concepts with my family. So that was really fun. Um, but yeah. And as for research, um, it was really interesting getting started with it because it was kind of like a group project. You know, you just start a Google Doc and you're like, all right, you do this work, you do that work. But then we kind of uh, like separated our kind of personal skills into like, or like our niche knowledge. So like Manny will usually cover history because he loves history and you know, with um, some of his resources, he's able to find like more interesting things about, um, you know, if we're discussing a certain property, like how much, you know, stuff like that. Um, and then for me, I love pop culture and I love um, the legends. So I'll look into that like, oh, this like, this is a really interesting like thing that I found from this website and then this legend has this and then pop culture has been you know, such an interesting thing to find out about San Jose because there's so much that I just didn't know. And I don't know why I just like have a knack for like memorizing names, actors, faces. So when I can connect those, you know, celebrities or like pop culture concepts with a location, it helps me remember it better. So that's how we kind of went into that. I do remember when we first came up with our general podcast structure, it was um, actually because the first episode we ever outlined was actually Hicks Road, even though we didn't end up covering it until like 40-something episodes later. Uh, we just, uh, I think I chose Hicks first because it's just such a well-known well legend, and it really got me into the spirit and gave me a lot of energy for wanting to do something like this. And so when I started compiling information for Hicks Road, I kind of noticed a pattern of like, okay, well, the information we have, obviously we can't just <laughs> blurt it all out in in just a really long like paragraph form. So I ended up sorting it into like history, legend, pop culture, like just different kind of categories. And that ended up becoming our usual structure for the pod. And we've been using it since. <laughs> Has Do you feel like there are ways that, the concept. So I, I noticed that like, I've listened to a few of the episodes and that they have a very consistent kind of um, structure, but are there ways that like the concept has evolved over time or you're thinking around um, local ghost stories has 
has shifted? I have noticed we do have, I, I do like to think of the structure as general, but there's definitely some cases where I have to make, or we, you know, we kind of have to come up with like an ad hoc structure for the, for the episode, um, just depending on, you know, what exactly the place or legend we're discussing is. Um, there's some where there's just no pop culture because for whatever reason, it's like really niche or just there's not much out there, but um, there, there have been cases. I remember we did an episode on vampires a couple months ago and um, it was less so like discussing all the aspects of it as much as kind of just listing off a really odd series of cases that were related. Um, and uh, you actually helped us a lot with the St. James Park episode. Um, and that one was really interesting because we did have our usual structure, but at the same time, it was like kind of just rolling off all these different things that happened in trying to figure out how, you know, you kept ending up with the same events. Um, so, by the way, thank you. That was amazing. <laughs> Not to make it about you, but like... <laughs> no, that's so interesting. I mean, I'm curious too about um, the sort of like oral history element of it. Like um, Carmen mentions like family stories or like the way things spread across different people in San Jose, like how we all kind of know some version of these stories, like, um, you know, whether, and some are more location specific, like I think about how, like I grew up on the East side. So I grew up knowing about the um, Chuck E. Cheese story, but I only first heard the Dottie's Pond story like five years ago or something. Um, and so, I don't know if you have any observations about that, like especially with like listeners reaching out or family members um, connecting the dots. So one of my favorite, uh, I guess, reoccurring topics is Hell Your House. Uh, almost everyone and their mom or like lives on the same street or um, knows a story or there's something else, uh, some other aspect of that I've just never heard about. Um, so, and we still get DMs, IMs, emails about Hell Your House. Like to this day, we'll get, oh, my, my brother lived over there or did you know this about it? Like that it's actually um, like the Buddhist monks that are haunting it. I was like, whoa, Buddhist monks. Like I had no idea about any sort of that aspect. So, I mean, that happens so often. And then one of my most frustrating like things is that, um, so uh, the two people that, or I guess three people that will uh, listen out of my family, like we'll do, I constantly tell them, please reach out to me if you have a specific story or detail or anything, or maybe uh, another concept that you want us to do. But then as soon as we release an episode or, or like a podcast episode, they'll come back and they'll write to me and like, or call me and say, hey, did you know that so-and-so did this? Or like that, you know, your cousin went there and this happened to them. And I was like, well, why didn't you? I initially told you, please reach out to me. And this would be really cool if we could add this into the podcast. And then it's just like, oh, well, this information or this happened. And I'm just like, okay, cool. So that's that's one thing. It just cracks me up every time. 
is there, so I'm I, like, one of my questions is about like what happens when you run out of San Jose ghost stories? Like, I'm sure there are many, many uh, different ones out there and obviously like new ones probably happen over time, but it does sound like you get like kind of this feedback that could lead to follow-up episodes. Um, yeah. Absolutely. We're definitely hitting that point where um, we're starting to run low on topics and we could venture further out. Um, that has been something we've been thinking about a lot is we do have a set of episodes, of course, that are not in like San Jose proper because there's there's just some really interesting topics. Like we discovered Alcatraz, a couple places in Santa Cruz. We like we do like to venture out a little bit, but still keeping it San Jose focused. Um, so as we're hitting that point of running low on really local topics, um, this is where I think the podcast might start taking a turn, and uh, we might consider just new ways. But definitely. Um, or, like, we might consider new ways to shape the podcast or what we're going to talk about, but at the same time, we just received so much new information, like, after the fact that um, I think there's definitely room for, like, revisiting topics and just, co- like, frankly, we already have, like, one or two that are, like, basically whole new episodes just from, like, post-facto, like, information, so... Yeah, I saw that you did, was it Hicks Road? that's a three-parter who's like yeah yeah (laughs) it's interesting too because I imagine there's like kind of tiers of these stories right like there's the big ones that everyone knows but then there might be like stories that are shared like within one family or like in a within a smaller neighborhood setting so it's like you could go broader or go deeper so it seems like there are a lot of options even though it's a very specific um concept uh same with like uh the the Chuck E. Cheese episode we did uh 1.1 that was mainly just because we felt like our original Chuck E. Cheese episode uh it uh the oh the the quality of it wasn't the best so we wanted to redo it so that new listeners um wouldn't be like thrown off if they just listen to that as our first episode but when we actually started doing research for it a second time um, we just found so much more too so it's not even just a you know I mean if I'm sure almost uh, each topic that like especially the big ones um, if we went back and knew what we know now with our resources and um you know, uh, personal accounts or IMs, DMs, messages, emails, um, we could probably feed off of that, you know, and definitely can like make it a, like a part two of almost, especially for those big episodes at least. Um, which, which of the, so you mentioned Hellier House and Hicks Road as being Um, like kind of iconic San Jose ghost stories. Um, Are there others? Are there ones that have, it's been surprising um, how much interest there's been? I guess I'm, I'm kind of curious about this like idea of listenership and also like the DMs and, and other communications that you've had with people who, who are listening. 
So I know definitely um, St. James Park, um, so a few other people did uh, DM us when we did that episode. And it was surprising to me because I honestly didn't think too much about it until, you know, you sent us the zine and we did more research and I was like, wow, this happened here? Um, I just couldn't believe that. Um, what else? Uh, Marsh Road, um, Agnews, I mean, Green Day even shot their, like one of their music videos there too. So, you know, it's really iconic. Uh, any other? So, you know, I think the cool thing about doing this podcast is, of course, you have all the big ones, like we've mentioned, Chuck E. Cheese, Hicks Road, Winchester House, uh, and those are ones I feel like pretty much most people that grew up here know about, at least vaguely, and what I found interesting is that, I mean, I have, I love these topics, but what I found really interesting is the ones that I thought would end up being kind of small episodes often tend to be, like, actually really, like, jam-packed, um, so I, I knew a long time ago that St. James Park would be on our list, but... I never thought it would actually end up being as big as it ended up being. I think that was one of our longest episodes to date because um, there was just so much to talk about. So it, it is really surprising when you come up with these. And um, there was also our episode on Bigfoot. Um, I always had the, like, it was always more of a Oregon, Washington type of thing in my head, but Carmen had suggested we look into it. And it turns out there's a lot more here than than we realized. So um, I think that's the coolest part is finding out how big some of these topics are if you look in the right place. Yeah, there's like that um, Bigfoot Museum in Santa Cruz, right? We actually went there um, like two months ago, probably. I forgot. Um, yeah. In August. Yeah, so um, it's definitely cool. I recommend just as a side plug. Um, but yeah, we got to visit a couple of these, um, places we've talked about. Unfortunately, we can't visit all of them for either COVID or legal reasons, but, um, it's been cool to take a look and explore places I didn't even know existed. Um, I just wanted to do a quick shout out to Bobcat Goldthwait because we covered Willow Creek too. And then we ended up like using Instagram to follow him and he followed us back because he saw that, you know, we were posting about his movie. So I was like, what? No way. Like, this is so cool that it comes out, you know, it's something that we wouldn't think could turn into something bigger. Usually, like, like Manny said, that's usually what the case was. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. The, yeah, I was like, as you were talking about visiting too, I like, it was making me think about places that are no longer here that are like, like what happens to the ghost stories. Um, like you think about like the Toys R Us in Sunnyvale being a big one, but that store closed or like, um, I think, did I see that you did one about Valley Med, which is like an interesting one where like the, the thing that it, it's like the, the site of the ghost story is something different now. That's definitely something to keep track of um, with, because of course history is ongoing. Um, and that's something I have been thinking about and they, you know, that might open up opportunities for like an additional episode. Um, and it's amazing how these things are all happening fast because I have been kind of keeping tabs on what's happening with each individual place. Um, so definitely we, we want to keep an eye on what's going on. For example, you mentioned the Toys R Us, which is no longer a Toys R Us, but is being set up to be an REI. So maybe that legend will continue and we'll get haunted 
snowshoes or something. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny. Because, well, and even with the Toys R Us one, well, now I'm just nerding out about ghost stories, but like the Yanni Janssen thing was like someone who was at that site before Toys R Us was a Toys R Us. So it's like, is it tied to the land? Is it, um, I don't know, very interesting to think about. Um, I'm yeah. Gonna, oh, yeah, yeah. Please. Well, like um, the, uh, okay, so the same thing with the Chuck E. Cheese, how it used to be a toy store and now it's, you know, haunted Chuck E. Cheese, uh, not just a haunted toy store. And then I think Hell Your House, because um, it was, wasn't it on the market at 1.2? Um, so it was sold. Um, and I mean, a new family lives there. We don't know if they actually have like the same stories. Um, but yeah, there's just so many. It's it's interesting, like all the sites. Yep, that is very interesting. The oh, it would be so interesting to talk to somebody who lived in the Hellier House. Um, I'm curious too. So I read the article in Eastside Magazine, and um, there was like this point about exploring the racism and sexism that underlies these stories. But I'm wondering if you want to say more about that and also about like what makes what what makes ghost stories or stories of hauntings um like where we find these these kinds of themes. Um it's kind of a lot to explain, but uh, and I know people will immediately shoot down the idea, at, you know, kind of as a knee-jerk reaction. Um, but, and it's not something that we, like, forge or anything. It's just something we discovered along the way. Um, you know, that we always joke in the podcast that the scariest part of the podcast is actually how much racism and sexism you encounter. And, of course, that's kind of to be expected, unfortunately, given that a lot of the topics we deal with are very old and, you know, 1800s or older. So um, something we've just noticed is the way that different groups are remembered or portrayed in different legends. Um, and of course, history, you know, there's that old adage of like, uh, history is written by the winners or like however it goes of, you know, um, just noting how legends, as much as they might be fake, a lot of these of course seem kind of ridiculous when you think about them from a very like scientific point of view. Um, something to note is these legends reflect something about maybe not reality but at least the people's reality or you know kind of the social and cultural um ideology that lies beneath um the more visible aspects of a culture so seeing how people recant different events and stories or maybe which ones are remembered and which ones aren't really kind of shows what lies beneath. And of course, a lot of these are built on different like racist and sex sexist um, systems. And I think the one we talk about a lot is the difference in how Sarah Winchester is portrayed uh, to Miss Hayes, who owned the uh, Hayes Mansion. Miss um, Winchester and Miss Hayes were actually contemporaries or in similar status as they were both wealthy white women um, and they didn't live too too far from each other um, but the interesting is the, the interesting thing is that while Miss Winchester never claimed to have any powers herself 
nor was there any anything documented we like that was strange about her. It was actually uh, Mary Hayes that ended up uh, like she actually explicitly claimed to have supernatural powers, but no one knows that story. Instead, it's all about um, like Sarah Winchester who just refused to conform to um, you know what was expected of women at her time. Yeah. Oh, that's very interesting. The and what do you think accounts for the like difference in how they're portrayed? The this is an easy one, but this is it's just like uh, rare that it it's rare that there's an easy answer, and it's literally because <laughs> Mary Hayes' family owned the San Jose Mercury. Yeah, yeah, I know. I've heard that like about her sons and. Yeah. Oh, that's so interesting that it exposes these like relationships to power. And it does seem like a lot of the ghost stories here are tied to kind of like settler legacies and stuff. So it's, yeah. Do you feel like, um, do you feel like local ghost stories expose anything about local fears? or like kind of tied to that and thinking about um, the pop culture element and how you can see how local stories might connect to things that have like a broader scale. Like you might see elements of a local story in uh, like something where there are similar stories like with Bigfoot, like there's Bigfoot stories all over. So um, the main thing that I have to say is like, okay, so with, I think I touched on this earlier, Green Day had their um, music video for Bat Basket Case at Agnews. So, you know, they are local and they chose Agnews because of the history element, because of the, the scariness of the asylum aspect to it. Um, their music video definitely portrays that scene. Um, and then we've got Winchester Mystery House that Helen Mirren was, you know, in the main movie or in the Winchester movie. Um, what else? Um, Marsh Road, you know, Keanu Reeves starred in that, um, well, that was one of his earliest movies. And, you know, it's about a San Jose, um, you know, based on true events. So there's definitely that, oh, the Lost Boys too, in Santa Cruz about vampires and things like that. So yes, it definitely ties into local fears. Even Us, that movie uh, by, um, I think, uh, Jordan Peele, um, you know, it, it was, uh, or the first intro scene was filmed in Santa Cruz Beach Boardwalk. So you can see where that, I mean, and even then, I think after I saw that movie, I was scared to go back to Santa Cruz because I didn't want to, you know, endure that anything. Like it was just so creepy to me. So I feel like, yes, of course that happens a lot. Um, there's a lot of like pop culture YouTube videos, like amateur videos about, I mean, even us, we did a few like ghost hunting videos. Oh, even uh, Ghost Adventures, Nick Groff, He's from San Jose. So, you know, that interest could have been sparked from, you know, one of the many local legends. So I feel like definitely um, 
Oh, and I think they did an episode at Tor House, so in Carmel. So I feel like it definitely has to. I would say that it's mainly this the stories that live on that instill that fear, um, or you know, that makes it popular or makes the location popular to go to or heavily trafficked area, especially this time of year, especially this. I think for me, what's really interesting about the pop culture is it really highlights the way that certain types of stories become popular, not just within our San Jose bubble, but even across the world. Um, So for me, it's really interesting to just see how or to see which parts or which kinds of stories resonate with other people. And I think that tells us a lot about um, more like innate human fears and human psychology um, so I, you know, I think a lot of times people wonder why we have a section dedicated to the pop culture related to these stories. Um, but it's honestly, I think one of the most like interesting sections, hands down, just because it just tells you so much about why these legends persist and how they end up developing. Um, we see that pop culture sometimes actually takes legends, either twist them or takes them to another level. Um, and because legends reflect more of a mental reality than perhaps a true reality, um, that, you know, it really impacts the way maybe people interact with their surroundings or just how the legend is viewed. Mm-hmm. I love that. Um, do you, so kind of tied to that, do you each believe in ghosts? Like what is your, or do you view the stories more as more a combo so I feel like there's always a certain like there's always someone's truth to the matter um I don't necessarily believe in ghosts because um I feel like if I did I would be a lot more scared (laughs) of the topics that we cover or the places that we go to um and also my dad would always tell me if ghosts exist then there would be a news article about it so it's this is kind of ironic that (laughs) you're gonna write a news article about it um but um you know I I don't necessarily believe because I also haven't really had anything happen to me directly so I'm sure if something did happen um then I would see it as such but I just really love it I just really enjoy hearing people's personal personal accounts about the matters that we discuss because it adds that certain element of like original like it's it's original it's something that happened to them um and I don't dismiss that I don't really dismiss their stories um I also like to think about uh the you know, a reasonable method to approach anything scary or spooky, ghostly. So sometimes I'll take it with grain of salt, but a good majority of the time, it's just a really, really good story. So that's what I enjoy about it. I kind of avoid this question on the podcast just because I really like to take, um, not journalistic, but maybe just a more... Uh, I don't know, I like to think very logically and I try not to influence our listeners, so I really like to take the stance in the podcast of just like, this is the information out there, this is what people report, and you do whatever you want with that information. Um, Personally, I'm 
I don't know. I, like, I truly don't have an answer. Um, but I like to think that if they are real, um, then they must be a part of nature, which, I mean, nature can be terrifying, but, um, you know, I, I think it's maybe something we shouldn't be so afraid of because it it's just a fact of life if it is, you know, if they are, in fact, real. And um, But there is something, I think, to think about, the, you know, the fact that ghosts are pretty common across cultures and times um and of course it, it's hard maybe because we don't even know what ghosts would really look like or what they're made of or anything um truly they could be absolutely anything in, in our imagination but um i i don't know but i i leave it up i leave it open to whoever's listening or reading <laughs> has doing the podcast made you feel more connected or less connected I guess would be the other option to San Jose I generally feel more connected I you know I whenever I'm passing by things now I I I think at this point I cannot leave my house without seeing something that we've referenced in the podcast (laughs) so it is nice to be able to see things I've grown up with my whole life and actually understand them on another level not just for their historic value but their more like their cultural significance and, um, you know, kind of their importance in San Jose's, like, lore and oral history. Yeah, I really like this question a lot because I feel, I definitely feel more connected now, um, despite being all the way in Phoenix. It's actually really uh, funny because, you know, here being in Phoenix, I tell almost no one that I have a podcast, like, that I have this giant side project because it doesn't appeal to people here because we're living in Arizona. But whenever I come back, which um, I have quite often, especially since the podcast, um, it, I'll meet new people and ask them about ghost stories or, oh, I have this podcast, like, you know, and it turns into something more. And they're like, oh, I, I got this story. Have you done this? Or have you talked about this? And it's just it makes me more, it feel more connected too, especially with the Instagram, because I feel like we equally take, um, uh, you know, pride in our Instagram. Like, as soon as somebody messages us, we'll be like, oh, cool, thank you for that information. Or, um, like, recently, I've been just ran, or we've been randomly following, like, different people, uh, or different account, like, San Jose accounts, like, there's San Jose Fools, there's uh, Sarah, uh, I mean, sorry, um, uh, uh, there's uh, the iguanas, iguanas burritos. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, home of the burritozilla. Um, what else? Um, Angela Johnson. Oh my gosh, the fact she followed us back, and I was intrigued. And then also uh, interesting again. Like I recently went to a wedding in San Jose, discussed the podcast, and then you know more followers, and then messages to me like, oh. Um, good episode like this is my insight on it so it just it pulls at my heartstrings that I'm not home for this you know like that I can't be there in real time and talk to people or go with Manny to different uh, community events um, you know or like just ghost hunting on the reg (laughs) you know whenever we find something new so yeah definitely more I love that too. The how has it affected 
your connection with each other as best friends to undertake um, a big collaboration like this? Uh, I want to personally, obviously I can't speak for Carmen, but I, uh, you know, half of the reason that we started a podcast was just to hang out more in whatever capacity we could definitely achieve that goal. (laughs) Um, And uh, it's been great. Like Carmen and I get to rant about all these spooky things all the time. And um, I also just like, we've, you know, we talk about scary things even before uh, we started the podcast, but um, it's been interesting to see a little bit more into Carmen's thinking and and just like how we view these stories and uh, I think you learn a lot about people when you hear about how they feel about really um, just like out there type of things you know (laughs) Um, the only thing that's changed I think for me is that our memes have gotten a lot more niche (laughs) so um, we always tag each other in posts on Facebook, Instagram. Um, We send each other memes, photos, and it's definitely more about cryptozoology or or like for my side of things. Um, Definitely San Jose memes. Uh, We really like San Jose foods and like the San Jose subreddit too. I'll like send him like, wait, do you know what's going on right now? Or what's this? Um, Please explain. Um, Also, does this does the San Jose Public Library have this book? <laughs> so that has uh, I think that's the only way that it's changed. I honestly, um, yeah, it's I don't think much else. Okay, I mean, th- I think those are really all of my questions. Stay spooky, San Jose.